G'day and welcome to the Head Shepherd Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ferguson, CEO here at NextGen Agri. I've worked in livestock farming and breeding for over 25 years, and through this journey, I've met some truly wonderful people. It's fantastic to have the opportunity to share their stories and their wisdom with you through this Head Shepherd Podcast. It's also fantastic to meet new people through the podcast, and I'm always humbled by the generosity of people that take the time to have a chat and share their stories. I also very much appreciate you, our loyal listeners, who continue to listen in and provide your feedback each week. It's very much appreciated. This podcast is supported by our good friends at Orplex and MSD Animal Health, who are guided by the one mission of the science of healthier animals. Now combined, these companies have one of the widest livestock product portfolios in Australasia with a comprehensive suite of animal health products through things like the Cooper's Range and the ID and monitoring solutions that Allplex are famous for. Their products are all backed up by their exceptional service and we are really proud to continue to have their support in bringing this podcast to you each week. Okay, let's get this show on the road. Welcome back to Head Shepherd. Thanks to all your listeners out there. Remember to keep uh, keep subscribing and, and sending us your feedback. We uh, we love hearing what you've got to say. We love hearing the, the, your suggestions of guests. Uh, as you know, um, this podcast has been supported by Allflex pretty much since its inception. Um, Allflex and MSD have now now joined forces, and we're great today to have both Kim Kelly and Steve Kelly, who they promised me they're no relations, even though they're both from Southland. So. Um, <laughs> Uh, from from uh, the MSD or the Merck teams. Uh, welcome, Kim and Steve. Yeah, thanks, Ferg. Thanks for having us. The um, we might start with start with Steve. We've had you on before, but um, I guess now with the the companies merging and yeah, a few changes have been happening, it'd be good just to update on where things are at on that front, and I guess your role and and how things are travelling. Hey, geez, thanks very much for having us, us back again. And yeah, you know, it's been real good to be part of of this podcast uh, right from from the get go. Yeah, as you know, you say on every podcast that you know Allflex is a Allflex is a is a really really good Kiwi story. Uh, started in Palmerston North, and in fact, a, a head office of of Allflex is still in Palmy. Um, so I started with Allflex uh, seven years ago as a South Island sales manager and. What attracted me to to Allflex as a company is the fact of the of the people. You know, you know a lot of our the people within the business. Um, they're great people. They've got a phenomenal culture. And I actually listened to your podcast last week. Which you had Shane uh, McManaway, old CEO, on. He was talking about how the fact that Allflex is so well connected to the to the grassroots and their people, and and, and it's something that we pride ourselves on. So we started off with brass tags and we moved into things like EID tag with the Nate and then into EID tag for sheep. And this is where I turned the clock forward just quite a bit. And four years ago, we were purchased by MSD Animal Health. And over the past four years, we've seen some really good synergies between the two companies. There's, you know, we've got world-class products, um, world-class people as well. And we're, and we're seeing a lot of um, synergies between things like EIDing a sheep, which I know is a big push for you guys at, at NextGen. Um, but we're seeing that the, the ability of our farmers being able to make better on-farm decisions because they have data. You know, they've got information. Uh, and, and that's where things we're going to talk about today, you know, the use of technology to, with animal health is a, is a really, really big plus. So, look, it's it's a it's a it's a match made in heaven, I guess. Well, I hope so. Pushing forward, but it's a it's a really uh, good good Kiwi story that's turning into a massive global story. Yeah, no, thanks, thanks, Steve, and we'll um we'll get back to yeah the value of that information because yeah as you as you say that's pretty close to our hearts and what we do a lot of is is yep. generating and using information. Kim, it'd be 
great to hear. Welcome along for the first first time on Head Shepherd. Maybe just a bit of your background and then and your role within within MSD. Ah, uh, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, as Steve said, it's a a match made in heaven. MSD and uh, All Flicks have come together, and it's uh, going really well. I am a vet. I um, have been a vet for quite a lot of years. And I did a car sort of 14 years in clinical practice and I've been doing this job as a technical advisor for MSD for just coming up 12 years. So my role is to provide support, training and backup, I guess, to the sales team as well as I spend a lot of time talking to farmers and dealing with inquiries and doing trainings and things like that. So... It's been great to be able to join um, some of the the products that Allflex have, definitely integral for the farming community in New Zealand. And so we're just jumping alongside that and finding that we've got, already got some farmers having great results. So that's my background, really. Awesome, cool. And uh, yeah, I guess one of the things we wanted to focus on today and probably pretty timely, and particularly in New Zealand where vaccinations are underway, but Campylobacter is... Um, I guess we're pretty focused on on improving lamb survival and reproductive rates has sort of been a bit of a passion of mine for a couple of decades. And um, I guess one of the things that you can get everything right and then you get wiped out by an abortion storm and it's pretty gutting. But um, obviously there's MSD products, uh, vaccinations for Campylobacter are pretty widely used these days. Yeah, we reckon guessing 60% of the maiden ewes in this country probably get a Campylobacter, so a Campyvax 4 is our vaccine. It is probably not as widely used as we'd like it to be. We have a reasonably good uptake in maidens, but there is a lot of data now showing that um, giving extra shots is going to be beneficial. So I guess, and you're right, farmers spend a lot of time getting their sheep and lamb have these great scanning percentages and have really disappointing tailing performance and or docking if you're from the North Island. So that's the uh, what we're trying to do is sort of help farmers bridge that gap or even measure that gap, which is once again where the EID stuff can come into play. We can use the technology we've got to know how many lambs are actually missing and when they actually are going missing. So it might not just be an abortion thing. Cool. So... Yeah, I guess mainly I see people doing maidens, but if you could run us through the, I guess, recommended protocol of which sheep get vaccinated, which sheep, yeah, and annual boosters for for older ewes and what the expected difference is if you've got Campylobacter on your property. Yeah, so Campy, uh, a lot of farmers think that Campy only causes abortion. It causes more than that. We get... Things like um, uh, what the farmer will see will be a poor scanning percentage, a lot of dries, a lot of lates, and also following through lots of deaths, stillbirths of lambs, etc. weak lambs that don't survive. So I guess that's the tip of the iceberg. What we normally do is we vaccinate maidens. We know we've got, uh, done some work sort of in the last 15 years showing that in New Zealand – um, we have around about 88% of the farms have campy on them. So it's pretty likely that you've got the bacteria on your farm right now. But it, in that same work, we tested individual ewes and only around half of them by the time they get to an adult, as in mixed age, as in probably after their second mating, 
that have actually been exposed. So what we do with the vaccine is we generally would start before their first mating, give them a couple of shots, preferably four to six weeks apart, uh, and then that will give them some antibodies and some immunity before their first pregnancy. And we've got some newer data. Well, it's not new data, but it's old data that we've found showing that if you give a third shot in the subsequent year, then you are going to get really nice high antibody levels and things are going really well. And we are encouraging farmers, which says on the says on the packet, um, do an annual booster, but at least do that third shot. So two shots as a hogger, one shot as a tooth, or two shots as a tooth, one shot as a foretooth, and then we're getting better results. And uh, the, lots of the data that was done when Campy was first brought out showed on an average farm that hasn't been vaccinated, farmers were getting 9% more lambs after this is an average farmers done a while ago so that when their performance wasn't as high as it is now farmers were getting nine percent more lamb so if you do some cost benefit if you're a farmer who haven't vaccinated and you need to want to come in and do some vaccinating and you do get a challenge that you haven't seen before you haven't seen any abortions but you've got a poor repro performance then you can actually get a sort of a great cost benefit from using campy as well as the, as you said before, the pain and stress associated with having an abortion outbreak. I had a small flock of my own that I hadn't vaccinated and I did get a campy abortion outbreak and it is really, really stressful. Such a waste. So we try and avoid that if we can. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I'm pretty sure it was my first year out of uni running in a research trial in Hamilton in Victoria and got, yeah, did an AI program and got wiped out in an abortion storm at at the eleventh hour, which is never never much fun. And once you're once you're in that storm, there's bugger all you can do. Is that is that fair? Correct. Yeah, you can probably. It's really contagious, sheep to sheep. So you can, if if you happen to discover it early, you can remove the sheep who are the the ones who've aborted from the rest of the mob. But often by the time you do that, uh, it's a bit of chaotic because you've got heavily pregnant sheep scattering all over the paddock. And you can actually do more harm than good. But other than telling you to spread them out and cross your fingers, there's not much you can do. So it's all about prevention rather than treatment for this disease. And that average of 9%, I think I've seen numbers sort of ranging from like 0 to 30%. There's, there's Correct. Quite, yeah, it can yeah. be. And so you're not just yeah sort of – and what are we talking, a dollar a shot or something? It's not – Yeah, rough, roughly, just under probably. So – we usually say for your maidens to give them a shot of Toxo and two shots of Campy is around about four bucks in New Zealand dollars. So it's it's pretty cheap insurance policy, really. Yeah, and considering all the other effort we go to to keep keep lambs alive and get them on board and stuff, it's um yeah it's it's a seems like a no brainer. Yeah, the vaccine is well, it's called something different, but it's available in Australia. Is it available in? We've got a few European and Canadian listeners. Do we know? We've got product over there. Yeah, not uh, not as extensively as it is here. So even New Zealand's been ahead of the game compared to Australia for a while. It's probably five years ago our Australian team started looking closely to find Campy and have certainly – I've checked in with them and they've certainly – made it a focus they told me and I've written it down because I was going to forget 
that containment feeding, that's what it's called, containment feeding in Australia, which is not something we do here, is a real risk factor for them. So they have a lot of issues in place, and that's essentially because the sheep are so close together, yeah. right? Um, so we that they have a, a on their Australian website, they have a really great calculator that farmers can plug in whether they're high risk or low risk by do you do containment feeding, do you buy in stock, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's sort of a I uh, wouldn't say it's an emerging thing, but it's something that they've learned a lot more about in Australia in the last few years. It's not really thought of very much, and I get uh, questions all the time about um, uh, whether other countries can import our campy vaccines from Australia and New Zealand over there. Yeah, right, cool. Do we know much about the prevalence in Australia? You said sort of 80%, 90% of farms here. Is it similar in Australia? Is it wet area, dry area? Is there any sort of rhyme or reason where it is? All I know is that what is exactly what they've told me. Initially, when they were doing the investigation, they were focusing on areas with similar conditions to New Zealand, so high rainfall, high stock rate. But then they've actually found it in drier areas uh, as well. So not necessarily. I think you're right in that. We see it. Question I get asked all the time is the the fine wool merino, you know, ten thousand hectare farms. Do they have as much campy in their sheep as the Southland break fencing in the winter? And the answer is yes, actually. There is pretty much no difference between the two different groups. I guess the despite the fact that the fine walls have got 10,000 hectares, they all camp in a 200 square metre area at night. So I guess they're still getting close contact with each other. So it's not just a thing and the Australians have found that right it's not just the people who do containment feeding it's the big extensive properties as well you mentioned subclinical or other other things that it does is it all reproduction or is there other stuff that it impacts as well um yeah good question pretty much reproduction so pretty much if you're a sheep and you're not pregnant and you get campy fetus fetus or jejuni which are the two causes um you probably won't there won't be an issue there are other campylobacters that humans are aware of that are very prevalent at the moment in the summer with people barbecuing that cause some pretty serious gut things. So that's a different campylobacter. It's often campylobacter coli. So specifically these fetus, fetus and jejuni are, are generally abortion type or reproductive effects, right? I shouldn't call them abortions, reproduction, scanning, so like if that. a sheep gets infected in the non-reproduction season, does that give it life long like that's the same as a vaccination or not? Yeah, that's 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 great. So with pretty much all the diseases like uh, natural exposure before pregnancy is would be the goal, right? Um, if you can guarantee me that every sheep on your farm gets exposed to Campy before she gets pregnant, then the good news is you don't need to buy any vaccine. But it'll, it'd be pretty hard to... Show And what we did show with that blood testing I mentioned earlier is that while there is exposure uh, from sheep to sheep, when we did that testing in unvaccinated sheep, half of them were still naive, if you like. So we have pretty much shown that you can't rely on sheep catching it before they get pregnant. But should they catch it? So if, say, one year they do have, you do have an abortion storm, 
and you know that it's definitely Campylobacter and they have you have a lot of sheep affected, then in theory those sheep shouldn't need a vaccine in the subsequent year because they should have awesome levels of immunity. Yeah, cool. And I guess we've heard of COVID parties, so we could we could encourage campy parties for sheep, but that's probably going to be pretty, pretty much. And I do. <laughs> I do encourage it. It's just really hard to monitor. Like you have to check how you, um, how you, yeah, yeah. The COVID, the COVID analogy is a really good one because people are all having their three, their third shot, their booster right now, and they understand that they get. They've had their first two, and they have their third, and they understand that they get a better protection after that booster shot. Well, this is the same with the sheep and the campy and the third shot, right? you're going to have a high level of antibody after that third shot in the subsequent time. So there's not many analogies that work with COVID, but that is one that does. It's kind of a thing that um, farmers who have a campy abortion outbreak, say in the uh, Tudus, a really good place to put those aborted ewes who have aborted due to campy is with your non-pregnant hoggets. Yeah. So you are kind of doing a campy party, if you like. You're kind of giving them a little bit of natural exposure, it's always going to be a good job yep. you do that. So to make sure, I mean, to me it makes good farming practice to knock out a fairly high chance that you're going to have it around, so vaccination is a good idea. But like if you are in the middle of an abortion storm, it's worth getting tested to make sure which like, is not the only causative agent for abortions, obviously. Hey everyone, my name is Catalina. I'm a two-time cancer survivor and a babe with a mobility aid. My name is Haley. I'm a PA with POTS and a water allergy. We are the hosts of the Doing It Disabled podcast. Haley and I are on a mission to create an honest dialogue about living with disability and chronic illness. We would like to open up our corner of the internet to both learn and teach about the lived experiences of the disabled community. Join us as we navigate this world that was not created with us in mind and watch how we do it disabled. Head on over to Spotify and check us out. Yeah, exactly. And um, fortunately, unfortunately, not sure, um, last, like, I can quote the 2020 results because those are the most up-to-date we had. We had around about 31 confirmed lab cases of campy in New Zealand and I know that there was a hell of a lot more than 31 farms who experienced an abortion outbreak so it's really good to get a diagnosis so if it if it's happening on your farm get some important word is fresh samples another important word is not scavenged by your dogs so a really good fresh aborted sample including the afterbirth if you can get that into your vet straight away they can get a diagnosis for you and it just helps you plan going forward what you're going to be doing. But um, if you take rubbish in, you'll get rubbish results. It's my little thing. Yeah, for sure. What other like abortive agents can we be vaccinating against? Or In this country, it uh, depends where you live. So down in the lower south where Steve and I live, salmonella is still a, a bit of an issue for abortion and sheep. But for some crazy reason, which we don't understand, it's really a lower south or mid to lower south island issue. doesn't happen in the north island. Um, and I guess the other one is toxo, which uh, we have probably 85% of the maidens in this country would get toxovax, which is a great vaccine because it's just one shot for life, right? So those are the three main 
abortions that cause issues in this country. They probably, I know Toxo does cause some really interesting issues in Tasmania. They don't have a vaccine in Australia. They would love to have our vaccine in Australia, which we make it in Timaru, actually. So uh, those are the main ones. And like I said, insurance policy is, is to is to use vaccines if you can. Is there any moves at foot to get Toxovax to Aussie? I think the Australians would love it. I don't think the uh, – it's a live vaccine, so I don't think the APVMA are very keen on New Zealand exporting a live vaccine to Australia. It's been talked about for years. The other thing is it's a real cold chain issue. So while we transport it around New Zealand, it's quite interesting as far as having to be sort of made to order, shelf life of two weeks – uh, must be kept cool for that whole time. So we we get it around New Zealand okay, but the process of distributing it around Australia is Australia's a pretty big place. I think we'd struggle with cold chain over there, which would be one of our big issues, I'm afraid. Yeah, right. That's going to disappoint a few listeners, but anyway, well, yeah, because there's no doubt that you get toxo outbreaks as well. Obviously, anywhere there's cats, there's toxo. Very good. What else is happening in TAG, Steve? Yeah, no, there's plenty happening. We're about to hit our, our uh, key season, our busy season over the next few months. But it was just interesting when I was listening. I, I picked, we're learning a lot about uh, the MSD products and the MSD world. And, and every day and every time you talk to people like Kim, you, you pick up something new. And it's the same and that applies. You said rubbish in, rubbish out. And it's the same, I guess, applies when you're using EID and data, is that if you're not using it effectively, you might as well not be using it all. But the power of it, of that data, is is pretty pretty phenomenal when you can get some pretty great gains uh, on farm by using that data. So, And we've got the tools now to be able to do it. So yeah, if you, if you ha- aren't using the information, you're not going to get any more benefits. So by using uh, things like EID, using the data from the EID, you can really make some good good on-farm decisions. So, But in terms of the, the world, so my world's changed quite significantly over, a little while, over the last while. Um, as I said, we've got quite a lot of merging between the two companies and uh, so I've now was January January the 1st I picked up the, the Coopers and the Maltine portfolio through our OTC channels as well and again it's the two of them work really well we've got good connections what is, with what our is customers. OTC? What is OTC? Oh, that, over the counter. So, sorry, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit right. technical for you, I'd imagine. Uh, so, so that, so that means uh, Farmlands, uh, PGG, uh, Farm Source, our rural retail chain. So, we sell a lot of product through them. So, we're now I'm now supporting that side of the business with the the Coopers and the Maltine again. The, the the great thing is about what's happened is that that Allflex has been around for 67 years. It's a brand. It's iconic in New Zealand. But not only that, the MSD brands are iconic. You know, Maltine, Coopers, been around for a long time. They're trusted. The farmers know them. They they you know you know they're made for New Zealand conditions. You know, so it's it's a it's a really good and with the world we're going to go into pretty soon around supply chain and issues with that, the fact that a lot of our products are produced or made here, especially on the MSD side, is a really key factor for our customers. You know, they know that there is going to be issues, not just with us, but with a lot of our, a lot of things that happen. So, yeah, so there's lots and lots and lots happening where I did. But, and the great thing is I feel about this role now is that we've got people like him who are experts in these campy and, and toxos and that 
they don't need to rely on people like myself because that's pretty unreliable. But we've got people like uh, we've got people like Kim that we can call on in terms of uh, that expertise. So yeah, lots and lots happening in in the world of of all flex MSD now. I'm afraid. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, just to clarify, you are reliable, but not when it comes to advice around Campylobacter, is it? <laughs> no, 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 please don't. No, yeah. no, this is why we have people like Kim, Penny, Dave up in the north. This is their, this is their baby. Yeah, yeah, right. So, Kim, are you direct farmer facing or is it how do we, how do listeners get in touch with you? Or? A bit of, a, a bit of everything, right? So, if, if people want to contact me, the easiest way is pick up any MSD product. I don't know about the Allflex product, Steve, actually. Uh, probably not. Pick up the MSD, any MSD product and it's got an 0800 number on it. So if you call that and say what you want to talk about, they'll put you in the direction of me or one of my colleagues who are technical advisors as well. Um, we're lucky that we're geographically spread around the country, so we can kind of be near you so we talk to farmers in that way uh, I guess the the main farmer facing will we will be will be um, getting rolled out by rural retailers or vets to do meetings with their farmers so that the, the vet clinic for example or farmlands might organize a farmer meeting and bring us along roll us out as a guest speaker cool. we'll try and keep you awake and entertained um, and but yeah, the 0800 number is the easiest way to get hold of us. Perfect. And is there similar on Cooper's products in Australia? Or is it they got the same test over there? Correct. Absolutely the same. Yeah. So they've got a team of uh, technical people throughout Australia. Perhaps not quite as many. We've got four in New Zealand, and they've got four in the whole of Australia. It's a little bit bigger over there, but they're always available to um, to answer questions and stuff, yeah, for sure. Perfect. So we'll wrangle those two numbers and make sure they're in the show notes so people can – and we'll get that yeah. that website you talked about in Oz as well. We'll, we'll make sure that address is in the show notes. Yeah, great. Awesome. Well, yeah, it been fantastic to have a chat. Um, we'll be pretty keen to get you or one of your colleagues along, Kim, onto the hub in the next, next three or four weeks or a couple of months anyway and talk more about – uh, vaccinations for around, I guess a lot of people will be interested in those abortive agents. There's still, yeah, as you say, there's not full uptake of those vaccines and, and the more we get doing it, the, the more lambs we'll get away and the more money we make. So, um, yeah, we'll have a, have a session on that. But thanks very much for the support of Orflex, uh, through and MSD for, for the podcast. We, we really do relish the, relish the support and it's been great to be part of the, or well, being so closely associated with the Orflex team for, a, a long time and now great to be integrating that with with MSD so yeah thanks very much for your time and, and very much for this for support over the last however long it's been since uh, sort of it must be rounding out over a year anyway and um, into I think this is yeah, getting up into the high 50s now for, for episodes and yeah no thanks very much nice. thanks Dave thanks for having thanks, us catch up again soon cheers thanks Dave cheers Thanks for listening to the Head Shepherd Podcast. If you enjoy listening in each week, please take a moment to subscribe or even give us a review. That would be fantastic. And if you do get a moment to share it with your networks, we'd also love that so that we can share these great stories with more people. Thanks again to our friends at Allflex for sponsoring this episode. Allflex are wonderful supporters of the Australian and New Zealand livestock industries. Combined now with MSD Animal Health, they offer one of New Zealand and Australia's largest livestock product portfolios focused on animal health and management all backed up by that exceptional service. We really do enjoy our long-term association with Orflex and thank them very much for, for again supporting us with bringing this podcast to you.